Welcome to the Exit Coach Radio Show, the show for baby boomer business owners who are looking for cutting-edge information as they plan their 3- to 10-year business succession and exit. Every week, we interview top professional advisors for their best tips, strategies, and precautions so you can be well-planned. And don't miss our one-minute Exit Coach Tip of the Day on ExitCoachRadio.com. And now, here's your host, the Exit Coach, Bill Black. Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us today. It's a real pleasure to have you with us, as usual. We've been pretty busy here at Exit Coach Radio putting together some things like our new app that's now available on the iTunes, or I should say the Apple Store. Just put in Exit Coach Radio, and you can download your app right to your Apple uh, iPhone or your your iPad device. And uh, we've been really busy working on... uh, putting together a lot more content for you to listen to one minute highlights and 20 minute interviews. And you can find all of it at exitcoachradio.com. My guest today is David Taylor Klaus and uh, David is uh, uh, with DTK coaching. He's an entrepreneur and executive coach, and he loves to describe his work by saying that he reintroduces successful entrepreneurs and senior executives to their families. Do you feel like you've, kind of lost touch with your family. You've been working so hard over the last many years. Well, that's what we're going to talk about. And David coaches successful entrepreneurs, senior executives, and the teams they lead through one-to-one and team coaching, DTK coaching clients grow and lead profitable businesses, raising thriving families and living wildly fulfilling lives. And through coaching, his clients grow and lead profitable businesses, raise thriving families, and again, uh, I guess I just said that uh, we're leading, live wildly fulfilling lives. Uh, we're going to talk about putting your business ahead of your life is a slow form of suicide. I can't wait to talk to David about that. David, I'm going to bring you on the line here. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. Glad to be here. <laughs> David, first of all, I, I, uh, I want to make sure I had your name right. Is it David Taylor? Is it Klaus or Klaus? How do you pronounce Taylor it? Taylor Klaus. You got it, you got it right, Taylor which Klaus. is rare. I got it right, which is rare. Okay. <laughs> it's rare for me to get anything right, so I'm happy to, happy to get something right today. So I, I, I like the title of your talk. It's, it's something that, you know, we, we always talk about the importance of having a fulfilling and uh, a well-rounded life and, in, you know, keeping your family involved, and especially in family businesses, you know, one of the objectives of, of business planning is is happy Thanksgivings. <laughs> so right. I'm, I'm really happy to have you on the show. Tell tell me a little bit about your uh, your background and how you got started uh, in uh, executive coaching. Well, you know, I, I spent oh my god, I spent a decade in hospitality and then realized I wanted something less fickle. So in the early 90s, I went into into technology. <laughs> so sort of the frying pan into the fire. Um, right. So. <laughs> 15 years of internet strategy and web development, and I realized, man, I'd gotten to the point where I was—I turned the doorknob to my office one morning and my stomach turned, and, and I realized that I sort of got sucked into that work-life myth, right? You know, when did it become okay to put work first? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I had gotten totally out of whack. I was so focused on the business that I had lost track of everything else that was important. And, you know, I had thought about starting a Vistage practice. My chair had been pushing me for years. And there was some coach training here in Atlanta. I thought, you know what the hell? It's here in Atlanta. I'm going to go 
it's earlier than I planned to do this, but I'm in a sort of a messed up place. Let me go. And I went to the training, and by the first break, I called home, and I said, oh, my God, I found it, right? So that was awesome. in 2008. Yeah. I had sold my company to my partner by 2009, and I've been doing executive coaching and continuing my learning since then. Good for you. I mean, that's fantastic to be able to uh, take that take that risk, take that chance. And there's a lot of people that I'm talking to, I'm sure you're finding them as well. They're saying, you know, I've been doing whatever tw- for 20 years or 30 years. I've been doing what I had to do because it's what I thought I wanted to do when I started that only to realize that now I'm stuck and, and what's my way out. So you found your way out and now, you know, tell our listeners, what does that feel like, David, when you, when you find that fit, I mean, do, do bells go off and the heavens lift and sun shines all the time or what's it all about? It's still hard work, right? Yeah, it is. And, and, and it's a great question because I, I wish it would be like the angels sang, but there's a <laughs> visceral reaction to it, right? It's mm-hmm. like you just took off that 60-pound pack that you wore while you walked 10 miles. You know, there, it, it's lightening the load. Uh, you carry all of that. Well, you know, for some people it's sort of – I heard one of my clients describe it. She said she got to the parking lot. And she realized that she had to take her soul and leave it in the car and strap on her armor to get out of the car to go into work. And she oh said, that's gosh. when I figured out I was in the wrong thing. Um, yeah. And it, it's a really horrible way to look at it, yet it's so vivid. It's like you take off that armor that you have to wear all day, and it's like losing 80 pounds. I, I know that many of our listeners can relate to this, David. I know that it's, it's something that a lot of people are feeling now. It's like... I'm tired and I don't like what I'm doing anymore. And I feel like I'm stuck, uh, especially if they're the business owner. Um, you yeah. know, then, and you know, then it's like, I'm not having fun anymore. And guess what? Everybody knows you're not having fun anymore. Everybody knows that, uh, they can see it, they can feel it. And so do yourself a favor and, and, you know, figure something else out. So let's talk about, you know, I hear that the, the term work-life balance makes you crazy. <laughs> what is it? What gets you so riled up about that? The hair on the back of my neck stands up. <laughs> you know, I, I did a search on Google about two years ago, and I put life-work balance, right? Because like I said, when did it become okay to put work first? That's, that's asinine at best. So I figured, okay, let me go look. So I set it to give me the first 100 results on the page, and I put in life-work balance, and I put it in in quotes. So you're supposed to get just that back, right? 75 of the results came back with work-life balance. I mean, even the algorithm has it backwards. We're messed up. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. yeah. The challenge is I figured out you've got to stop trying to separate work and life. It's really about life-work integration. You can't balance two things that aren't separate particularly with entrepreneurs. It's hard to separate. When you're an entrepreneur and it's a family business, oh, dear God, there's no way to separate work and life. It's how do you integrate things so that you can feel whole and you can have a relationship with family, friends, and community outside of work and still have a good relationship with your business. So there, it's an integration piece. And, and all of this effort we spend trying to separate them so we can balance them, it, yeah. It's like, why do we beat our head against the wall? Because it feels so good when we stop. <laughs> so right. the, the work-life balance thing makes me crazy. Now, and a lot of people I'm sure out there are thinking, well, that's great. Uh, if, you're, if you have a, 
a, you may be a sales practice or a small business. You don't have, you're not tied up in things and, and you want to change gears. That's pretty easy to do. But when you're tied up in a business um, and, and I'm, again, a lot of people in our audience are age 50 plus, And they're saying, there's gotta be more to my life. Um, I've, I've, it's time to start pursuing other things. Um, are, what are the what are the steps along the way? Because I talked to somebody actually yesterday, and, and I as seventy one years old, and I said he said I, I, I want to start transitioning out of my business. I said, well, you have any other hobbies? Well, not really. Well, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough if you don't have any other passions. How do people start to explore those passions? Is it by talking to someone like yourself who can say, let me, you know, let let's. Let me tell you what the universe is all about, because a lot of people don't know what changes have happened in the last 20 years and what's available to them to do. Well, no, great question, because part of it's knowing what else is out there. But the biggest part of it is tapping what's still inside. You know, I think the saying is we don't want to die with the song left inside us. It's reminding us of what's important. You know, I graduated from an Ivy League school in the 80s. It was heavy Wall Street bent. And we had all these idealists that were in college, and they came in with these big dreams and visions of what they wanted to do and what they wanted their life to look like. And what ended up happening was they they went in, onto Wall Street, they made the money, and then they got to a point where they could relax and figure out what to do with their life, and they couldn't remember all those things that they wanted to do. Mm-hmm. And we're so, you know, I've, I've entered my back 50 as well, and, you know, even I, there, you should always hire a coach who has a coach because we're no better at seeing our own stuff than, than anybody else is. But, you know, working with my coach, it's looking for what's still inside that I've forgotten and really looking inside. It's not too late to restart. The trick is you've got to know what you're doing it for and what you, what you still want to create, what you still want to do. There's always something more. We just don't remember. That's a good point. It's a good point, and it's a, as a reminder, I mean, um, even professional athletes, they don't play the game. They practice as much as they play. They're watched uh-huh. over to, for improvement. As they don't just play a game every day without ever looking back and saying, what, what am I doing wrong? You know, they always have somebody watching them. And most entrepreneurs don't have that benefit, but they can get it. And certainly you mentioned Vistage Worldwide. Vistage International is a terrific way for people to get into a coaching kind of a situation like that and and going deeper with somebody who can really help them in their life. Now, you talk a lot about how entrepreneurs get caught up in chasing the wrong markers or measures, and you believe there's too much focus. Uh, Where's the focus on the top line? Is there there too much focus on the bottom line? Uh, What's the problem there? Well, people really, I believe, particularly entrepreneurs early stage, get caught up in, you know, I think revenue is a hollow victory, right? It's the wrong motivator. People looking at the top line, it tends to be more ego. And and there are all these folks that are pitching companies with all these ideas of how to help them create a six-figure, seven-figure, nine-figure business and how to get them to leap. But that's the wrong marker. And, And I think it's slightly better when they're focusing on, all right, looking for how do I create a six-figure income for me? That's at least better. But I think the piece is revenue is vanity, right? Profit is sanity, but cash is reality. How do you generate – what do you have to create in your business to generate cash for you? What is it that you want – I mean, this is the harder part. What do you want to earn the money for? What is it that you want to create in your world, and what does it take – 
create that? How much does the life you want to create cost you? And then we reverse back what your business has to do and how do you have to shape your business to throw off the kind of cash on the kind of timeline that you want to create the life you want. It's like starting to look at selling your business. You need to look five years out. If you say, I got to sell my business tomorrow, you're five years late because you're not mm-hmm. looking at what you need to take out of it, what you need to create after that business. What How do you have to shape your business for the exit? How do you have to shape the business to support the life that you want? And so I think that's where we've really gotten it backwards. People aren't very good at answering, what are you making the money for? So it's hard for them to reverse back the rest of the information they need along the way. Does that make sense? That's a really good point. Uh, A a lot of people, of course, if you're an employee and you, you, there's all kinds of tools you can go online to see what your target number is that you should save up for so that you'll have enough income to sustain your lifestyle after you retire. When you're an entrepreneur or a business owner, a lot of times they lose sight of that as a target. As you know, this is, this is your goal is not to have to get a name tag and work at Walmart at a a big retail store. (laughs) That's your goal. (laughs) Your your goal is for your family to have a great lifestyle and you can make up for all the lost time that you put into your business while you were working. That's the goal, right? Yeah. I like the way you enjoy the spoils of what you've created, but you have to know what it looks like to enjoy it. So when you get involved with someone, what kind of methodology do you use as the foundation for your work? Awesome segue because it is, you know, talk about um, this focus is really about clarity, right? And, you know, we're talking about knowing what the markers are. You have to get clear on what you're creating for. So the methodology I use, um, it's touchstone method is what we've created. And so at the level of folks that, that I work with, their success is no longer dependent upon what they can do. You can only bludgeon so far through whether it's corporate America or through running your own and growing your own business on what you can do. For top performers, success is really dependent upon who they are at their core or who they be, right? It's all about the be, not the do. So the methodology we use is is to develop clarity around who they are, what drives them, where they're going, you know, where their growth edge is. So the method is focus, clarity, action. And we start by focusing on what's real what drives the person, what's working, what's not. And it's, it's an impartial approach to it. It's objective. There's no judgment to it, right? The next step is we create clarity on a desired future state. So we create a really clear and resonant picture of what that person is trying to create. But, but not just operationally. We're awesome at creating a picture of how we want things to go, right? What we want the operational flow to look like. I want my day to look like this. I want the business to look like that. But there's more than that. So we use the acronym CEO. It's culturally, emotionally, and operationally. And this is a whole other show, but, but how to create that resonant picture of the desired future state from those three perspectives, from the cultural, the emotional, and the operational. The next step is creating the action steps to get them to create that desired future state. Now, I've got the coolest job in the world. As a coach, I'm the touchstone or the accountability structure, right? Right. I'm mm-hmm. holding the client accountable not just to that action plan but also to who they are at their core because there's nothing worse than building this grand plan and achieving it and realizing it's not in sync with your values or, or your personal goals or who you are and, you know, have this elaborate castle, but it sucks. So so the idea is to hold them accountable both to that – 
action plan and who they are at their core. That's great. And, you know, that's so needed because as uh, it was pointed out to me just recently, you know, the entrepreneur out there is one of the only people out there who doesn't have somebody to report to. And they, everybody needs to report to something or somehow, you know, so it's great to have the, that accountability. And that's why so many people gravitate to groups like Vistage and other groups that they want to be, yeah. you know, I, I, I know I, I know I'm the boss of, of, a, of a lot of people in my, in my world, but I still want to be accountable because, uh, you know, I, I have goals that need to be measured and I need to make sure I stay on track with those goals. So, so I, yeah, I, that's I, one of the so things far. that, Vistage and coaching are, are ideal for is it addresses that isolation, the lonely at the top, yeah. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. You know, our spouses yeah. don't want to hear us piss and moan about the business all day, and our friends are tired of hearing about it. So we don't really have often a place to bring it. So having a coach and or having Vistage or having those kind of organizations is that's a huge benefit. It is that place to work through things that as an entrepreneur you don't really have a space for anywhere else. That's a good point. So, you know, one of the ways our listeners really learn well through uh, interviews like this is by hearing client examples. And you mentioned uh, uh, in my pre-interview something about a client named Matt. Can you give us an example of how you worked with Matt and what the process was and the outcome? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And so, so Matt was heads down, focused and driven to create a, a new division on this side of the Atlantic. And he built – a, a, a formidable company, and he did incredibly well at building up the sales, hitting the market, shaping the market, and building an incredible organization. And and he got to the point where it was now multi million dollars, and he was ready to put in his his professional management layer. And he started to build that team, got that U.S. leadership team in place and humming. And then then two things happened. One is he'd realized, yipes, I've just grown myself out of a job. Mm-hmm. Right, he put in the chief sales officer, and that was what he had been doing. And now it was all of a sudden, oh crap! Now I've I've got a different role, and not the one I had planned on. Right, so that was one impetus for the coaching. The other one was, yikes! Now I've got the time to focus on my family. Mm-hmm. And as he turned his attention to the family, his wife took the two kids and said, "I'm out." Oh, and Too late. that's such a common story. By the time they're ready to put their attention back on the life side of that mythical work-life balance, that side of the equation has already fallen apart. Mm. So our work was around you know, going through that focus, clarity, action path, was really getting clear on what was important to him, not what he wanted to be seen as being important, but what really drove him. We got clear on the life that he wanted to create, what he wanted to see different, both in the business and personally. You know, a positive co-parenting relationship with his ex-wife, strong relationships with his kids, a loving relationship in his life, and very clear structured goals for what the company was going to look like. And a year later, he's not only doubled revenue, but hit every one of those markers with positive co-parenting relationship with his wife. Oh, look, is it 100% fabulous? Man, Co-parenting, whether you're married or not, is not 100% fabulous. The difference is they can talk and communicate better than ever. The relationship with his kids is tremendous. He's in partnership with other family members as well. The business is going smooth. So he's at a place where he's actually created a marker for what he wanted the world to look like and started shaping the business to support that. And he's like the poster child for the work that we do. 
that's fantastic. You know, and and I wonder if um, if he would have gotten in touch with you a couple of years earlier, if maybe he would have had those markers, or or does it sometimes just take that kind of a wake up call for people to change? Yeah, unfortunately, sometimes it takes the wake up call. Um, it's sort of like the frog in the hot water. Um, change takes contrast, right? So if you put a frog into a pot of boiling water, what does it do? It jumps out. But if you put a frog in lukewarm water and turn up the flame and slowly bring it to a boil, he will swim around while he boils to death. There's no contrast. And Mm -hmm. it's sort of a brutal metaphor for it. Matt had contrast. And so my clients do come to me on either side of that wake-up call, either, oh, my God, I see it coming. I don't want it to be like that. So fixing things before they fall apart. Or things have fallen apart, let's recreate, reinvent, reconnect, right? But it's all, yeah. it's all under the vein of, you know, we call it coaching for excellence, right? They're trying to make things better. Some are doing it before it hits the fan. Sometimes it's after. Uh, David, you're giving us such great content. I really appreciate it. Such great things for our listeners to listen and, and take advantage of. I understand you have a couple great tips for our listeners. Yeah, great. Thank you. Uh, so here, one for the listeners and one for the people around them right? The one for the listeners, this is, God, is my favorite. It's get clear on your why. And, you know, Simon Sinek does a beautiful TED Talk, um, Start With Why. The book is fantastic, the supporting material from his website. But here's what's important. Be very clear on what you're making the money for. You know, as an executive coach, it's a weird thing to say, but people aren't on this planet to make money. That's not what we're here for. It's Based on our culture, we make money, but we're doing it for a reason. What are we here to do? What is it you want to create? What do you want your wife, to, your life to look like? So get very clear on why you're making the money, what you're building the business for, what you're selling it for, what you're here for. From there, to borrow from Roy Disney, when your why is clear enough, decision-making becomes much easier. Great tip. Right? So that's, that's, that goes back to the it's so often people can't answer, what are you making the money for and how much do you need? If you mm-hmm. can't answer that, that's mm-hmm. the that's mm-hmm. the first task for you. All right. Mm-hmm. So, and the one for the people around our listeners. Here's a really important thing to hold on to. Being listened to feels so much like being loved that people can scarcely tell the difference. You know, there's a mm. massive difference between listening and waiting to speak, and everyone around you can tell the difference. So, whether it's your direct reports, your spouse, your kids, listen, pause, sit still. Give people your undivided attention. For them, it changes how engaged they feel and you feel. For you, it gives you access to all the information you've been missing because you're moving too damn fast. Well, David, all I can say is that um, since you made your decision to enter in the world of of coaching and helping people to uh, uh, kind of figure out what they want to do next, uh, we're, we're a richer world for that because you have some great ideas and tips and you've got some great experiences you've shared with us today. Now, you have a, a, cop, free, uh, a copy of your book uh, available for our listeners, and I'll, I'll just plug it here. The book is called This Is Your Wake-Up Call. It's time to create the life you want and the business to support it. And all you have to do is go to dtkcoaching.com forward slash Exit Coach Radio. I'll give that to you again. DTKCoaching.com forward slash Exit Coach Radio. And of course, you can go to the to the website to our podcast, and you'll find 
that link as well in a couple of uh, pretty soon. So go look for that. Again, the book is This Is Your Wake-Up Call. It's time to create the life you want and the business to support it. And uh, you also have a reader's uh, a list of uh, books that you found that are inspiring and helpful for listeners. And uh, you can go to listenersread.com. Uh, leadersread. I'm sorry. Uh, you're right. Leadersread.com. My, my bad. Leadersread.com <laughs> to see that killer reading list. Uh, I guess I better work on my reading skills here. But, David, I want to really thank you for coming on board. Now, you're a, a Vistage uh, member and a speaker, and a lot of our listeners are Vistage uh, chairs and, uh, uh, and members. How do they get in touch with you best if they want to uh, talk to you about speaking to their group? Um, easiest way, direct, my direct number, 404-822-9688. When they're at the website to grab the book, there's a form to contact me there, and my email is david at DTK Coaching. Perfect. And so, again, and if you're a business owner uh, or, or someone who wants to uh, talk about your, uh, your life and how you want to make changes in that, do not hesitate to call David Taylor Klaus. And, uh, again, the number is uh, 404 Eight two two nine six eight eight. David, thanks so much for coming on. It's been a real pleasure having you on the show today, and I, I wish you the best of luck, and I look forward to the next time we speak. Beautiful. Pleasure to have been here. Take care. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back after this. Just please stay with us. Hi, everybody. This is Spike Reel for The Exit Coach. Business owners, can you name the eight key value drivers that you and your managers should be focusing on to increase the value of your business? Introducing the Sellability Score Index. Visit our website and answer 25 questions about your business, and you will instantly receive your Sellability Score, showing you how well you stack up in the eight value driver areas. It's a great management tool. It's absolutely free for our listeners. Just visit ExitCoachRadio.com and click Get My Sellability Score. Does thinking about what will happen to your business if you're gone keep you awake at night? Will you get the price you need from your business to carry you through retirement? The BEI Network of Exit Planning Professionals is the world's leading advisor network with the power to help business owners transition out of business on their own timeline and terms. Ask your most trusted advisor to create a BEI plan for you or visit us at ExitPlanning.com. That's ExitPlanning.com. Thank you for listening to Exit Coach Radio. 